YouTube records. The more you know. The more you know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I am Amy. And surprise, guess who else is here? Oh, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm her husband, Caleb. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) What a great lead-in. I know, right? So, currently we are sitting on the roof of our van in, well, I guess like right outside Telluride, Colorado. Basically Telluride. Because camping in Telluride is like a little bit out. And we're sitting on top of our van in a forest of aspens. That's really all I know how to say to describe what we're looking at right now. And we're also looking at our dog laying on the ground beneath us with just like the cutest, uh, the cutest sleeping position ever. <laughs> so if you hear us just randomly stop talking mid-conversations because he did something really cute. Or it's because the wind is whipping through the forest of aspens. I think, you, I think you described that accurately. I don't, <laughs> forest of aspens. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty point and Point blank. blank. Point blank. Which before I before we moved to Colorado, I didn't really I'd heard of aspens before, but did not really understand aspens. And I mean, you just got to be in the presence of them. So if you've never been to Colorado or you've never been in an aspen forest, come out here and we will show you an aspen forest. <laughs> or Google. Or look it's at not our the, photos. It's or not something. the same. <laughs> it's not the same. So we've had a. A decent amount of things happened since our last podcast, I would say. (laughs) We went to Denver. So we went back to the city after having been living in our van straight for almost exactly, I mean, it was like four weeks. It was a month. We finally went back to the city. We had a wedding to shoot. Um, So we spent five days in Denver. I think so. Yeah, about five days in Denver, five or six days. And after having lived in, lived in a van for a month, it was kind of a trippy experience, I would say. How so? We stayed at our friend's house once again that we'd stayed at right before we moved into the van when we were homeless for a couple days. So being back there, it was almost just like, wait, did van life really happen? Like, I'm back in this house. It was yeah. just like a deja vu type thing. It was deja vu. I think we talked about that. But yeah, it was just kind of like, it was a weird did van life really happen thing (laughs) what was it like being back in the city after having lived in a van and lived not in a city for a month for you been in seclusion um it was pretty cool it was a nice little cap of the first month like phase one of van life felt like it was very wrapped up in the month of july you said you know i think it was like 28 days exactly we Mm -hmm. were in it and then (laughs) started the month uh at our friend's house where we were staying and then the month right back where we're at um in the city and they live in the heart of denver so it's a much different experience you're surrounded by neighbors and people and cars and out here yeah it's just trees like Mm -hmm. rows and rows and rows and rows of aspens deep in this forest i think amy already described it (laughs) um but it was, yeah, it was a cool cap on, like, phase one. It felt like, you know, we had uh, we were starting to get into a rhythm, starting to figure some stuff out. Like, we talked on the Nitty Gritty episode, <laughs> the Nitty Gritty and the Mushy. Um, shout out to the Mushy. Shout out to the the vegan Mushy. <laughs> still vegan, still Mushy. Uh, <laughs> um, it was cool not having to dig holes for five days since we're on that subject again. That was you. very nice. Yeah, it was super nice. Thank you for letting us use your indoor plumbing, Peyton and Sarah Beth. (laughs) Um, No, it was was cool. You know, we had that wedding. We got to see a lot of our friends, um, uh, some who were about to move away, some we hadn't seen in a while, um, all kind of in the span of five days. So it was really good coming, coming home and like kind of regrounding. We we had shipped a bunch of stuff in to uh, their house as well as like first month went along and we thought we'd be like oh hey we might need this in van life couldn't find it anywhere locally we really tried if there was nothing local then we finally resorted to online and we're just like we'll ship it to their house we knew we were coming back to denver end of the month we'll pick it up then so we also had like some stuff to collect that should enhance van life maybe enhance i mean it's hard to enhance this (laughs) i'll be honest 
I there are things that can make life, <laughs> life easier. Yeah, life easier. In yeah, the yeah. Um, so it was really cool. And now being back in van life, it definitely feels like, oh, this is phase two. Like, mm-hmm. um, we were like, let's uh, let's take a little bit further. Let's go to Telluride. We had kind of been staying around parts of Colorado we knew very well uh, in the two and a half years we had been here. Never been to Telluride, even though within the first like month, uh, I had a coworker at Whole Foods we met, and he was like, you know what? He's like, you just moved here. You would fit better. You would fit better in at Telluride than Denver. And I was like, well, we have to go. So yeah. So two and a half years later, here we are. Here we are in Telluride on top of our van in uh how did you describe it it was aspen forest aspen forest forest of aspen i really agree with you like how you worded it though with the phase one and phase two because yeah phase one it felt very much like obviously moving into a van was a huge transition and there was a lot that we had to learn and adjust but we were in a part of colorado that we had been in before and like semi new obviously we didn't know how to live in a van there but mm-hmm. we at least knew and the it area. was very um very relative to Denver too. Like if we needed yeah. to make it back to a big city at any point, it's only like a day. Well, it's, a only, day. Oh, it's only like a three-hour drive. <laughs> I was gonna drive. say yeah, three-hour drive, yeah. maybe four hours based on how yeah. Santiago drives. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so now here we're out in the middle of nowhere. We literally went with like four days without cell service, which is something I've learned. Two bars of LTE doesn't actually mean shit. Yeah, the first spot we stayed in here until you ride was up on top of. Is it last dollar? Last dollar road pass. Yeah. Last dollar road. road. Um, and it was, I mean, epic. That I don't, I can't, I'm not <laughs> going to start to try and describe that, but um, it was insane. But yeah, we learned <laughs> two bars, even three bars in LTE yeah. don't mean anything. Yeah. That did and not help us there. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we actually went into the town of Telluride yesterday after three days and we were like, I was like, man, I really missed the plug-in. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's it's kind of weird. Like you would think since we decided to move into a van that like we just want to be off grid and never. Yeah. Like 24 seven. Never have any, never be on the grid. But I agree with you. I feel like those days did show me like, I like being able to at least have access to that. Yeah. Especially, I mean, a lot of the work we do. Well, yes needs to like I ne- we need some kind of internet access uh, at least you know weekly yeah. <laughs> i don't know if we need it daily you know that we're still able to do certain aspects of the jobs and like stuff we want to do uh not plugged in but eventually like every few days we need somewhere plugged in and twin lakes had that it so did. venturing out to telluride which is like six and a half hours outside of denver uh far like southwest corner of colorado mm-hmm. um there's not a whole lot of that, and we were looking for it. We thought we actually had it at this first camp spot based on the reviews. Instead, we got a really crazy drive to the top of this pass and then beautiful views for three days and some unpluggedness. 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 Yes, unpluggedness. And we don't, I mean, we don't have service here either. Well, it's the same thing. Well, it's the same thing. I'm, it looks like we have service, but we don't. Yes. And maybe you'll get like a string of text once a day. Your phone decides to allow texts in, but that's it. Yeah, and then same. And then my friends will get the same text I've been trying to send them 50 <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> Wait, you text friends? Sometimes. That's cool. I like that. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I try to text friends. It doesn't yes. work out here in Telluride. I know. So then, so Telluride has been a lot of unplugged time and a lot of just kind of like being where we're at so when we were up on last dollar road we didn't have service and we were the road to get up there is pretty intense it was pretty it intense was very, we had multiple we, we stayed there for like three days and three nights and multiple well, four people, days three nights four days and three nights mm-hmm. multiple people would, dr- would drive by on their motorbikes and jeeps. their jeeps and they would like stop and do a double turn and be like how was that? How was that getting up there? Yeah, I mean, shout out to both Caleb and Santiago. Caleb is Santiago. a master driver of Santiago, but somehow they both worked together to get us up to the top of this mountain, and I mean, it was it was totally worth it. But like, yeah, any cars that came by, they were all Jeeps, Forerunners, big trucks, things with big wheels. Yes, big <laughs> <And> wheels. Or <laughs> there was nothing even close to our van. No, because not even close. It's a challenge. So having, once we got up there, we were like, we're not coming down till we need to, because that was intense and we want to like soak in and enjoy this view yeah. and kind of like 
almost rest after all that hard work i feel like to get up there. yeah well yeah i i was very worn out after that drive i mean it was it gets your adrenaline pumping driving up the sides of these mountains we were camping at like over ten thousand feet mm-hmm. once we got to the top of the pass and these are not paved roads by any <laughs> means it's this is harder to describe than the forest of aspen yeah. right here but uh you'll just have to take it for yourself the views are worth it and then actually there was a back road going down that uh we met some people from telluride and they're like well if you came up that way that's the hard way the other way is a lot easier so we took that way down it's a lot longer and there are some clearance issues as you would say but mm-hmm. that was okay but um yeah, we don't. I don't. I think if we're all like provisioned up, you know, mm-hmm. if we're full on provision, provisions, I feel like we try to stay in the same spot, like three to four days, or like three nights and four days. Yes. Um, just because one, it's a lot cheaper. Two, like it takes time moving the van, yes. finding new spots, driving up these off road. Well, and once you leave a spot, so like once we leave this spot, even if we wanted to come back here tonight, I don't know if it like you can't. We don't know if it'll be yeah. available. And it, I mean, this one that we're in right now still took a long time to get to. It wasn't as challenging, but you know, it's off these long, bumpy, non-paved county roads, so it takes. Yeah, and even though at we least can, an hour, even though we can make them in Santiago, like yeah, I'm very we can confident, make it. It's just we probably go a lot slower than some <laughs> of these like souped-up off-road four by four jeeps they do look really cool though <laughs> they're just speeding down um and we're speeding straight up these steep slopes but but that's another thing with leaving a spot is yeah i do think we try to wait until like we're out of water or we're out of food or yeah something like that just because it takes a lot of time it takes time and it takes work to get to and then like we said once you leave it you don't know if it's going to be there when you get back like yeah. you have to start over almost of like okay where are we going to stay tonight should we try to go back to that spot okay if that spot's not there then where do we go how did we find this spot where we're in right now? Ooh, I love this. So, yesterday, well, let me back up. So, we stayed <laughs> up on Last Dollar Road for as long as we could, basically till we ran out of water. Yep. And Because Mike took it all. I'm just kidding. Love you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was our neighbor the last night we were there, and he was riding his motorcycle just kind of all around the U.S. Yeah, you, yeah van life is... We thought van life was cool. He's riding his motorbike with every all his possessions just packed on and yeah. just traveling from, I think, uh, New Mexico up to Wyoming? the top of Wyoming. Something like that. Yeah, on his motorbike. <laughs> yeah, and he was from Tennessee, which is just like, it's kind of crazy when things like that happen. Yes. You meet so, people from where you Safe travels, from. Mike. Shut up. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after having stayed up on Last Dollar Road and done some hiking and... Really, I mean, we honestly sat up on our roof or sat on our bed and looked out our back windows like for hours because the view was just so gorgeous. But after yep. having done that, we went down to the city of Telluride yesterday, which I was super pumped to do because I had heard amazing things about the town of Telluride. Yeah, since we first moved here. Yeah. <laughs> when that and guy was like, you guys would fit better in Telluride. And it did not disappoint. It looked, I've never been in like the mountainous, hilly parts of Europe, but from what I've seen and what I've heard, that's what it reminded me of. It sits in the valley of Mount Sneffels, Mount Wilson is close by, which are both 14ers. And Wilson Peak, which and is Wilson different Peak. than Mount Wilson, both 14ers. Don't get And El Day, that's another 14er around here. But it's basically in the valley of three or four 14ers, which if you don't know what a 14er is, it is a mountain that is over 14,000 feet. <laughs> Um, which is a pretty big feat, but it's in the valley of all those. And literally as you're walking down, there's just like one main road that goes through it and just mountains are your backdrop. It's insane. It's very gorgeous. Um, and actually something to go back to the Europe thing, when we were driving up to last dollar road, we could see obviously all the mountains around us, but also like green rolling hills and the combo of that green rolling hills with tall mountains. I have never seen in yeah, that's Anywhere, what the, really. other, the other parts of Colorado are kind of like either really deserty, like mm-hmm. slopes, and then all of a sudden like Boom. jagged mountains, or like lakes, and then all of a sudden like flat lakes and the mountains behind them. This is, yeah, it's just like rolling hills across the horizon, and all of a sudden just like this wall. It looks like the wall in Game of Thrones, but it's just mm-hmm. jagged, mm-hmm. picturesque mountains. Yeah. I it, mean, Coors knows. Yes, Coors knows. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, we were on Last Dollar Road the mountain that we were looking at is the mountain that Coors Light um, designed their logo after. 
So basically, if you look at a Coors can, you're looking at the you're looking view at we what had. we were looking yeah. at for three days out our back window. So there's how you describe it. That's it. There it is. <laughs> That's it. Now, if there's any logo out there that is Aspen a forest, forest of aspens, um, honestly, there probably is in Colorado. Probably. I took a few photos. We'll probably in those. Aspen. I'll be like, yo, here's the here's the forest we were in when we recorded. Well, I took photos too. You, can we right. post mine over yours? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> so we went into the town of Telluride yesterday. Like I said, it's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. And all all the little businesses, everyone there was super kind. Um, but the way we ended up at this campsite was we went into High Pie Pizzeria and Tap Room. Because they had vegan pizza. I feel like this lead up is not going to be worth it. <laughs> oh, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Guys, number one thing that we miss in van life pizza. Would you agree? Pizza, draft beer, you know, vegan pizza, draft beer, you'll have me there. Okay. So that's exactly what this place was. It was exactly. a tap room and a pizzeria. And they also happen to have a bartender who knew camping spots. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm getting there. <laughs> Okay. Spoiler alert. So we go sit at the bar, order this most amazing mushroom vegan pizza, which is we know is going to be so good because Telluride has a mushroom festival and there's just amazing mushrooms down here. It lived up to the hype. And yes, our bartender, I just kind of like looked at her and I was like, we need some camping spots. And she was like, oh, I can totally help you out. So we told her we were in a van and she gave us a few suggestions and we picked out like two and this was the first one that we tried, and we found this amazing spot. So that's how we ended up here. That and is. honestly, that's going to be... But that's what I think all that started because, yeah, it takes time. <laughs> typically, we have to go in, typically, we have to go into town or, like, find some Wi-Fi somewhere, even off a road pull-off, and then just start Googling, like, free campsites. Yeah. Uh, I, Overlander, where to camp, where to park a van around Telluride, and, like, and then sometimes it takes, like, an hour. So that's mm-hmm. part of the travel process. So we actually had some locations, like, scouted already, mm-hmm. or you did, online. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, let's just ask the bartender, um, because we also wanted to stay, like, within reach of town. Yes. Because that, you can very easily get out of Telluride. Um, yes. Because it's small. It is <laughs> And very it's surrounded small. by mountains. So. But also, for people who are do want to come to Telluride and camp, when and if you camp, it's still going to be a little ways out of town. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of dispersed camping um, really close to town. Yeah. Like I said, they're off these. So, like, mileage-wise, it might not be that far. Eight miles, but, like, one hour. Yeah, because of those <laughs> county roads. Um, so, yeah, we're probably, that's actually probably, like, we're probably, like, ten miles from Telluride, but probably an hour yep. drive. Yep. So, yeah, very uh, lots of different ways to find spots. But that's one of my favorite ways, honestly, is asking locals or asking just people you vibe with, which I feel like. Yes, because the last, yeah, same. Yeah. The last spot we stayed in Twin Lakes, too, remember we heard it from a guy that we were meeting walking on the beach. Yeah. And he was like, the best camping spots are actually over on that ridge across the lake. And, like, you go down, and you're below the RVs. His directions the were a little yeah, and they were, lengthy, and we were looking at it from a long distance. Yeah, was, he's, like, also pointing at the horizon, being like, you see that tower? And then there's a you road that, down there. that he's white like, that. RV? But we found it. And so, like, yeah, pretty much our last few spots have mm-hmm. been based on just recommendations of encounters. Yeah. Acquaintances. Future yeah. friends. Family. <laughs> All <laughs> the above. But that is something I think... I'm like realizing now that I want to continue to do, especially if we're in, I mean, it is nice like in the Twin Lakes area that we know spots that we've stayed and we can always like go back to those spots. Like you have that library in your head, but it was cool. Like being out here and just being like, I literally have, I mean, obviously we had the internet and we had, I had some things lined up just based Mm -hmm. from there, but it was way cooler to like actually talk with a human and like get their input Mm -hmm. on a spot. And I told her, too, like, what we were looking for as well. Well, we also needed some help because even in the research we did on Telluride, there's not a whole lot of information on Telluride. Probably because no one has service out here, so they can't, like, post it at the time. But uh, we weren't really finding a whole lot um, going into Phase 2, where after Phase 1, we had found, like, all the necessities around Mm -hmm. the areas we were hanging out. Coming into Phase 2 in Telluride, not only could we not find a whole lot of information online, but, uh, yeah, we just, yeah. Yeah. We didn't know, like, where to get stuff already. That's true. Like, she even, actually, even water. The bartender told us where to get water she because we couldn't find water, that online. Which was probably a little more important than finding a spot. Maybe equal. 
we could always yeah <laughs> yeah but, but yeah, yes we like even still coming like i feel like when we were like let's go to telluride i had the same like thoughts of oh man we're gonna have to figure out mm-hmm. a new spot like to get water over. yeah maybe take a shower do laundry get propane uh hopefully there's a good grocery store or something around for provisions so all that is like redoing it again in phase two but we do have those mm-hmm. grounding constants uh back in the areas we've been but i think that's what we're learning is like when you go somewhere new you do kind of start all over but that's mm-hmm. not something to get overwhelmed about because mm-hmm. you know you found it everywhere else you're gonna figure it out somehow yeah and that may be if it's too hot leaving or that may be <laughs> or that may be like going a town over if yeah. you have to Ure is close or ure or montrose, montrose or gunnison yeah. or durango's not far yeah farmington i mean i Who's think heard of farmington <laughs> dropping that knowledge <laughs> like we haven't really done much research yet on tell you right about laundromats and showers but and the grocery store that we did end up going to yesterday i don't know would be like i don't know if it'd be like a sustainable spot to hit up every time it was a little sparse so if we did end up staying here longer or coming back for a longer period of time like we might have to learn okay we need to like stop in montrose on the way down and load up on, on food so yeah certain provisions mm-hmm. and then because i actually when i was looking things up online i heard people talk about that yeah they were stopping <laughs> montrose yeah yeah. Well, maybe we need to check Montrose out again. Maybe. Who knows? But we're in Telluride right now. Yeah, I'm cool with that. The weather <laughs> feels amazing in this forest of Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else from the last week or so that... What was your original question? How do I feel about going to Denver? <laughs> yeah. That's what I think that was the first thing <laughs> that we was, started with. That was the question you asked me? Well, okay. I do have, an, I have another one. Being back in Denver for a little bit. Did it make you, kind of like how I talked about we missed pizza and draft beer for you, mm-hmm. did it make you realize you missed anything about being in a house? You did mention plumbing. Uh, I don't miss plumbing. I just it mentioned just nice. it was just, I mean, it wasn't even nice. I really do not <laughs> mind digging holes. I I don't know how we keep on getting back on this subject. But You, you said earlier <laughs> I know. that it was nice to not have to dig holes. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, okay, it was nice not having to dig holes. Uh, what I missed... Uh, I think, you know, it was kind of just a feeling of having access to anything I needed, you know, even like stuff for the van or hell, a breakfast burrito, oh my <laughs> you gosh. know, I could just walk down the street and get that and buy, uh, you know, whatever else I needed just in one block yeah. walk here. It's like, we got to plot it out days in advance, do research, find somewhere close. They probably aren't going to have it. <laughs> uh, and then we got to either keep our morals and like keep on trying to find something local or just like ship it in and be like okay we'll pick it up in a month that's been that has been something i like how you said keep our morals because (laughs) (laughs) that's something we've tried to like that means a lot to us shopping locally or shopping small business but we have learned there are some things that literally you're probably just not gonna be able to find nope in a small business yeah and so in that case that is why amazon rules all I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're we're trying to shop locally. So yeah, honestly, it was just kind of having that like a few days of like, hey, I want to eat this today. I'm going to walk down the street and get it. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, we want pizza. I'm going to walk down the street and get it. Or it's like, hey, I want beer. I'm just walk around the corner and get it. Or yeah. I want iced I mean, coffee in the morning. I walk around the corner and get it. That's <laughs> the amazing thing about our friend's house is it's like, like we said, right in the heart. It's in the it's right the in the heart of Denver. Live, it's yeah. a great great location and like yeah anything, it's by like our two favorite vegan restaurants yeah. it's like <laughs> anything you could ever want is within walking distance we keep on trying to talk them into a house swap and they don't realize how serious we are <laughs> <laughs> i want another five days living right beside city o city yes if you're ever in denver city o city and corner beat those are two of our favorite <laughs> vegan vegetarian spots um i mean i think we had city o city like four times maybe while we were yep. there we ate our weight in pizza and breakfast burritos for sure hell yeah it's two things we can't really get out here. Yeah. Well, I know something I really missed. What? Baths. Oh, yeah. You did take some baths. I took some baths, and they were just exquisite. Yeah. So nice. It felt... I did... You mentioned earlier you felt like it was a good time to, like, reground. I felt very, like, nourished. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt... Not that I was weary and just, like, needing nourishment, but it... Like, I didn't feel like my cup was empty, but I felt like my cup got filled somehow. 
I feel like my cup got filled socially. That too. <laughs> Even though, you know, this is COVID. It's not like we're going to massive gatherings. But, yeah. you know, we got to see uh, in small groups and then staying with our friends. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was a really good time. And I think I was, we were talking around dinner one time. And I'm like, and uh, like coming back to Denver and like being, seeing people we hadn't seen in a month, even mm-hmm. though it felt like it had been two days. Um, <laughs> and also 10 years at the same time. It was just like that whole time, every moment spent with them mm. was extremely intentional and like purposeful. And it's like, hey, this is just a little period we have here. And then we're going to be back on going kind of our separate ways, um, essentially just in terms of how we're living life and where we're living life. Um but yeah, so like the time spent with everyone I saw was like, it felt very intentional, very purposeful. And it's just cool to have people that have relationships like that. Yeah. With. <laughs> I totally agree. I think our friendships now are coming with a lot more intention because, I mean, I think this lifestyle like kind of has like You're you know, limited. I that. can't, I can't text friends every day if I wanted to, <laughs> literally. Like yeah. it's impossible sometimes. Yeah. Either because my phone's dead or because we don't have service for four days. Yeah. And I can't, and I mean, when we were saying goodbye to them, um, I remember like, um, I remember kind of being like, I don't, I don't really know. I know I'm going to see you again. I don't really know when I can't sit here and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll see you next week or whatever. But so it feels kind of like left, I don't know, leaving with like an open door, but it felt still just felt, yeah, very intentional and very just like. I'm really thankful for this time, and I know there's going to be time in the future again, too. I can't tell you when, but I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And that just, that takes on a whole different feeling than living in the same city as someone and leaving and maybe not knowing when you're going to see them again, but the possibility is always there. Yeah. We even just have, like, living in the city, you just have the option to get a breakfast burrito or go see your friends, you <laughs> yeah. know? It's like, or text your friend to go get a breakfast burrito with your you. Fr- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like you said really well nourished in all those categories, yeah. just like being in the city. And I mean, it just lined up where we had to go back. It wasn't like, uh, you know, I felt like it just worked out very well mm-hmm. that way. Now coming into phase two, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I felt it was a good, it was a good time. And now I'm pumped to start this journey, this phase two. Yeah. Until you ride. So kind of going off of like how you feel about your friendships now mm-hmm. how do you feel living in a van has done for our relationship silence <laughs> i was listening to the buzzing of the bugs um there's been a lot of growth <laughs> in what ways i think definitely as like companions mm. or our companionship and I think, I mean, I think I would say most married couples have a sense of companionship, but a lot of the companionship that was, was like tasks that were grounded in the fabric of the culture already. <laughs> like, you know, doing dishes and getting jobs. I don't know, stuff like that. Doing <laughs> dishes jobs. and getting jobs. Uh, that kind of That's all we did. This is dinner. like very much like we, it's, it's almost like working a puzzle when we're in the van trying to do stuff, whether it's like cooking or something. It's like that little game that I used to see in Brookstone where it's like all the cars on the square and you had to get the taxi like out to the other side and you had to like move the cars around. In Brookstone? Is that is that the name of the store? I know. I mean, that's one with all the massage chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always had cool little gadget games like that. You would that. go to the games. I went to the chairs. Yeah, no. Yeah. I would go to the games. And so it's like, you know, you had to scoot three things to the left and one car up. and then, So it's like Tetris. Yeah, I feel like that, sort of. But I feel like that's pretty much what we're always working with in the van. It's like, uh, even if I'm working at the desk and you want to work, I have to, like, get everything and move it down and you have to get up into the bed so that you I work because work. you work in the bed because there's not enough room <laughs> uh, or like if we're cooking you like two people really can't be cooking at once mm-hmm. it's like literally impossible we have not enough room so it's like the other person has to like find a way to help somewhere whether it's like starting on dishes whether it's prepping. like prepping um going and getting stuff from the fridge just like all that and that growth has felt just very natural it's stuff we've never done before and it's just like, I think we both came into it with very open minds. Like, okay, we've never done this stuff. We never had to do it to this like level of uh, chemistry. Mm. We never had to take our relationship to this level of just like physical chemistry and just like making sure we get food. Even <laughs> simple yeah. tasks. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, that's been cool. 
I think we've grown a lot in that. I feel like we've worked out little rhythms. We've worked out little, like, you know, if you do one thing, I do this mm -hmm. to, like, help out um, to make everything just run maybe just a little bit faster, a little bit smoother. <laughs> a little bit. Little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Like a well-oiled machine. Yes. not It's probably not well-oiled. It's too well-oiled. That's how we do things around here. Too well-oiled. <laughs> we put too much oil in. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What about you? Answer your own question. Answer my own question. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Comes out here chasing chipmunks and squirrels. Yes. In like this, okay, thing. so in this aspen forest. Forest of aspens. There are lots of chipmunks and squirrels, and Kona is obsessed with them. But same question back to me. I think that we've grown a lot. Like, we've... We've seen each other in circumstances that we've never been in before, mm -hmm. which is crazy. When you a think, lot in the last month, like which more is, than our first seven years together. Which is crazy when you think about the fact that we've been together 12 years. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seven wasn't random. That's how long we've been married, but we've totally been together 12 years. And so when you think about the fact that we're this far in and still seeing Still. each other and ourselves in situations that we've never been in before is kind of cool and it's also it brings about i mean it brings about op opportunities for growth or opportunities to examine new parts of yourself of myself of us our dynamic together mm -hmm. like seeing how you react in a situation as opposed to how i act and then seeing okay how can we act together when mm -hmm. this is the way that we, the react, the way we initially did, you know, <laughs> I think, I know I've learned a lot about myself that way. Mm -hmm. And I've learned how to, like you were talking about a puzzle, learned how to like piece that together with you so that it works together in harmony. Yeah. I like, that's well worded. Yeah. So how do you feel when I'm like driving up the sides of the mountains <laughs> in Santiago? Huh? I'm learning to trust more. <laughs> that's, that's been hard for me. So being here, we mentioned earlier, being here until you ride, um, our first spot that we stayed at was very, an intense road to get up and one that like all signs warned us not to. Which is maybe just every road until you ride, you know, the That's one we're, we're at trying now, to learn. the one we're at now wasn't an easy piece of cake either. No, no. Um. <laughs> That's just life now. But yeah, I'm, I mean, something that I, I've known this about both of us for a while. I tend to lean towards my past has always been very rule following and not that yours isn't rule following. It's just not <laughs> quite as rule following as mine. Are you saying I don't follow rules or rules? You just, you, I don't know how to word this. I'm a four. You're a four. Oh, on that. On that. A rebel. What was that test called? I don't remember. Dang. You're a rebel. You're going to maybe... If something's a rule, you're probably going to question it. You're at least going to think about it. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm trying to grow out of this, but something that I fall back into is just being like, oh, that's a rule. Like that's period. That's it. Black and white. Black and white. Trying to move away from that. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I have moved pretty far from that. Um, but sometimes it does come back up. And driving up these roads has kind of like... What was the rule you were following? The sign that said it's for four-wheel drive vehicles only. <laughs> <laughs> we have six wheels, though, huh? What about that? We do have six wheels, but they're not. So suck it, four-wheel drive vehicles. <laughs> so, I mean, just something like that. I see that. We drive past that sign. I immediately feel like, oh, see, my gosh, should we do this? I even seeing that sign. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And hence why. There we go. Now I'm like, shit, should we do this? Like, I want to do this. Yes, I would love to, like... Go somewhere really cool, pass, yeah. but I'm like kind of nervous because that sign, like, was that a sign to turn around? Like, yeah. you know, so these are kind of my thoughts and I feel like you're a little more like, oh, okay, I think I can do this and you should go. <laughs> so how do I feel yeah, when you're, <laughs> yeah, how do I feel when you're doing that? I feel all over, like there are times where I'm like, yes, we can do this. And then there are times like, we'll maybe come up to a part and I'm like, shit, we should have turned around. Like we, we can't turn stuck. around now. <laughs> we can't turn around now. So I go back and forth between the two. And I also know about myself as well. The more, and I think it's true for most people, the more you're in 
situations that are out of your comfort zone like that, mm-hmm. the more you learn to adapt your thinking and trust more in yourself and me and you, me and the van. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we are on different levels there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I mean, that's one way I think, too, we can balance each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there might be times where you want to continue down a path that we probably literally cannot make it mm-hmm. out of or make it into. Um, and that's a time when I would need to speak up. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been times where you've, you've been like, you know what? I don't feel good about this spot. Let's turn around and go over and try this other one for whatever reason, whether it like feels like the road could get weird at some point or most of the time, like when you're going in, sometimes it's like going in's easier, but going out might be the real tricky part, which is actually what we thought about that last dollar road. Mm-hmm. Um, well, into it with the van, you have to think, we kind of mentioned this earlier, like turning around, we need a lot of space to turn around. So if we do go in on this road and then we get to a point that we're like, okay, we can't make it any further, we're probably not going to have the space to turn around. Like a normal car probably could, but that's another thing too is like, okay, if we do try this and then change our minds, are we going to have the space to turn around? Or are we just going to have to like back up the whole way Mm -hmm. or what are we going to do? But Yeah, lots of just figuring stuff out between us, how van life works, how... How we work. How we work. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, I feel like I can tell in those situations where you're worried. I don't know. Yes, you can tell. Yeah, I can tell. And so it's like feeling that energy, um, but then being able to, like, not judge it or anything, but just being, Mm -hmm. like, forgiving it or just, like, letting it hold its space because I feel like that's a very natural (laughs) reaction to, like, driving up some of these roads. I feel like it produces a like an adrenaline adventurousness in me. I feel um, like for me it goes either way. It can yeah. it can produce that adrenaline adventure or it can produce like just fear. Yeah. Bottom Sometimes line. you just get stuck. You're just like going up and you're like you think it's gonna be the end and then you just turn a corner and it's another up and then you turn a corner and it's another That's up and you're like, well, <laughs> it was like we've like, already gone this far. It's like I can't stop now. Like I'm yeah. not backing up. I can't turn around. It's like yeah. we gotta make it to the top. Yeah. Is it hard but to, it's, like... Yeah, it's like seeing those differences come out, not just in that situation, but in everything, in new experiences mm-hmm. with van life that we're, like, having to acknowledge and be like, okay, Amy feels this way. I feel differently about this same experience. Like, where's the middle ground? Where's, mm-hmm. like, what's the truth here? Is it hard to, like, not... So I'm sure that energy is challenging to be around at times Mm. (laughs) every time is it hard to not judge it Um, because you mentioned earlier yeah Yeah. like not judging it and just letting it have its space i think if the because i know internally for me it's hard to not judge not judge myself yeah yeah it's hard to not judge it I feel like right when it happens, but I feel like I end up at a spot of like forgiving it. You do. I said I said that originally. I don't know if that's the correct term, but then I feel like that kind of um, is the non-judgment part. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh-uh. there can't be judgment and forgiveness in the same breath. Or forgiveness overtakes the judgment. Mm. I feel like, in a sense. Yeah. But then I think there's um, times I get super frustrated, and you're extremely calm. <laughs> about something and most of the times it's smaller stuff it's not driving up yeah. this i feel like yours are actually like reasonable <laughs> i'm just like this stupid water spigot where <laughs> the hell is the hose like this has always been here or something and you're just like whoa hold up where did that even come from i'm like i don't know <laughs> well, i think it's funny when you apologize for your outbursts <laughs> like that's literally the word you use is i'm so sorry for my outbursts <laughs> Because, I mean, if any of you listening know Caleb, can you even, like, picture him outbursting? <laughs> no. His outbursts are literally like, oh, where's that hose? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry for my outburst. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that time, like, you could respond very differently. Yeah. And you're always just kind of like, whoa, hold up. We'll, we'll get this. We'll work it out. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of, I just, like, dry, like, in the driving situation, I'm just like, I know we're going to make it to the top. Like, I need to get to point B mm-hmm. is my first goal. And the second goal is, like, once we get there, it'll be okay. 
and then we'll figure out the rest later yeah <laughs> like how to get down <laughs> yeah we were like when we got up there we we're like oh shit it's gonna be so hard to get <laughs> down that path and then once everyone kept on driving by being like yo how did you guys get that thing up here we were like oh dang we're gonna be like yeah it might be hard getting down <laughs> um but we're like you know what we have three days we'll figure that out on sunday yeah which we did i will say i i do think i struggled with letting go of that idea of how are we going to get down? Like, I feel like once we got <laughs> up there, you were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, yeah. I'm not going to worry about how to get down until we leave. And which makes total, like, that's the logistic, I don't know. That's, mm-hmm. there's no point in worrying about it until you have to do it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, we need to be here for three days, whatever the spot was. Yeah. We made it to this lost dollar pass. But like that thought kept lingering in my head over the whole time we were there. It was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, so beautiful. Also, how are we going to get down? Like, that, I feel like that was... That is like van life tagline right there. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing and beautiful. How are we going to get down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we stuck up here forever? So I need to learn, or I'm... That taught, I don't know, that experience taught me a lot. But I think, yeah, something that I've been like working with since we got down from there is like, okay, how can I kind of have like this mindset of right now in this moment, we're not coming down. Mm-hmm. So like... Don't even let that like bother me until the present moment when it is happening. And even then, it's not a bother. It's just okay. We're gonna get down. And if we and don't, we go. then we gotta figure and out. And if we don't, else. like we've talked about in earlier podcasts, there's a way through. You get help. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to get creative. Like you know. One thing that's cool is a lot of the people we've been meeting and kind of who are amazing say they're living the traveling life i don't know what they call it. everyone's like you know safe travels or good luck on your travels or whatever um but you know they are always willing to help one or also very willing to receive help if they need it mm-hmm. uh, mike the guy we talked about earlier um he had i know he told the story he was like trying to get up another pass on his motorbike before he came to the pass we were at that night and um, so he was like kind of late didn't ended up just trying to stay in the night was going to leave in the morning then it ended up refilling on water and he just calmly asked us for water here and there mm-hmm. so he could like you know make it through the night i'm like totally happy to provide him with that uh we've had uh, some of our neighbors openly give us some movies to watch and mm-hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> gave us a book to read that we had a conversation about one time and he had um it's been very like yo i we're all out here just trying to help um everyone waves to each other I'm going on a tangent about how nice everyone in Colorado is. Well, also, is I mean, people have been, like, giving... I mean, the stuff people have been giving us has been, like, entertainment-type things, but I also like feel we don't like... we have enough entertainment with our <laughs> Nintendo Switch right, every night. in the van. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, I don't have time yeah. for movies, The guy dude. gave us movies, and I was like, I mean, we're probably not going to watch these when we play in our Switch. I was like, I got three out of four Divine Beasts beat in the Breath of the Wild right now. And like, you know what? I'm trying to beat the CTR adventure. Yeah. And we're on book three of Harry Potter. Legos. And, and you're on book seven of reading Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of thing, a lot of entertainment going yes. on. But something else that I people noticed, have always they would be willing to help us. Yes, I and, mean there was one point. This was early on in van life. I feel like within the first week, and we were we had pulled into this big dispersed camping area, and there were a lot of cars there, and we were just like looking around, kind of trying to find a spot, and we realized there wasn't one there, so we started to like back up, and we kind of I think got like stuck on a rock for a second. Yeah, it was like a weird little ledge drop yeah. off. And the guy who was staying right there, like, ran out and, like, was just, like, helping us work through, like, driving through, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. the rest of the camp just area. Just, like, backing up. And then, like, once we were even getting out, he was had been gone, and he, like, ran all the way up mm-hmm. to catch us at the the, uh, the exit mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I think I saw some more open spots back there that I think your van can get to. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I want to try there anymore. But <laughs> even just, like, like, people like that, like, that was a very quick interaction, but he just, like, he did not have to... He was Help. setting up, like, he had kids yeah. and a dog, and he was, like, setting up their campsite yeah. for their, like, probably family getaway that yeah. weekend. And he just literally dropped everything. Mm-hmm. He was like, sorry, wife, deal with the two kids. I'm going to go help these. And it wasn't, like, we weren't stuck. It was just, like, we were on this rock, and, like, we were going to have to get out and look at it and figure out how to get out. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, he kind of helped guide us yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Um, which was just super kind. So, yeah, people, even if it is people just, like, vacationing for the weekend, like, they don't live in their van or their RV mm-hmm. or whatever, are still super kind and super nice. But and especially really the people that have been living, especially on their the vehicles, people that have been living, um, yeah, have been extremely helpful. And I think, yeah, but I mean, cool even the guy we met up on Last Dollar Road, who was from Telluride, he was just up there for a night with his family, mm-hmm. and he gave us just a lot of great information on where to camp. And like he, <laughs> yeah, he originally gave us like three different campsites, and then actually the motorcycle guy told us that one of them might be too hard to get to. 
But one of my favorite things about the Telluride guy is he just, like, him and his wife and his kid literally just, like, came over to our site with their dog. And, like, they just ran over and they were like, we just feel like our 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 dog and your dog should just run around and play. And I was like, (laughs) yes, thank you. That's I love people like that. That's amazing. So our dogs just got to run around and chase each other. And it was was great. And then we just talked to them about Telluride. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back now to, like, how you were feeling this first, like, even up on the mountain on Lost Dollar Path, Mm -hmm. I think – one thing I've had awareness or like had some awareness of going into phase two is like those feelings of like initially entering van life where it is like kind of like letting the anxieties and the unknowns like settle a little too much being like, well, how do we get down from here in three Mm days? Um, Where do we camp tonight? Where are we going to find water? Like stuff we, I feel like the first 10 days of van life was all like every day was like Mm -hmm. really not tense, but it's like, man, we need to figure some shit out as we go got in a rhythm of like figuring all that mm-hmm. out came back to Denver and now phase two especially going to tell you like I felt it too I'm like oh man I felt these little like jitters of anxiety of mm-hmm. like oh we don't know where water is like what if we get stuck up here like yep. and it's like it's trying to almost rework back into the life of like I think we talked about in the last podcast you just can't live in a way expecting everything to go wrong every second mm-hmm. or however you worded it because it literally could you can't but, like, I still catch myself doing that at yeah. times. Why and is so that the an, thing in life? It's like you don't want to do it, but you're always just going to do it. So it's an interesting dynamic there because, yeah, it's like – and, like, I even if we think back on past experiences that we've uh-huh. had only in a month, I'm like – We've conquered, like, plenty yes, of those moments. Yes, I know. And so like, you can even look back and have, like, proof, but still – It's like you see growth, but then you forgive the steps back. Hmm. You and always like, have those great liners going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how a lot of that has been in working our relationship too with U.S. And like at yeah. phase two, it's like, okay, we did take, you know, by the end of um, van life, we took like three steps forward. Yeah. Like going, now it feels like we may have taken like a step and a half back. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you step forward again back to where we were? Or, you know, even mm-hmm. in just terms of mindset mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. So it's always a learning experience. 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 <laughs> but I'm experience. really, you know what? sitting here thinking about this and talking about it i'm really proud of ourselves for coming here Mm -hmm. because it would have been a lot easier to just go back to twin lakes where we had been it's crazy to think that now we're like if we had gone back to twin lakes Uh, we're just so comfortable there living on the water with the mountains in the background or i feel i do too i honestly feel like it's yeah it's nice to be like yo anytime we like need some stability mm-hmm. we can go to twin lakes still mm-hmm. live, live in our van and have literally convenient access to everything yeah um i don't know you know but it it felt like pushing ourselves out of our even though we already are out of our comfort zone it felt like pushing ourselves even further well, it's like we weren't even here. looking for a comfort well we weren't like looking for a comfort zone we want to travel in the van yes maybe not do crazy travels i mean we're still also trying to like make it very financially efficient at this moment in life so like traveling costs a lot of money too Mm -hmm. in the van um but and not traveling doesn't cost that much it's pretty it doesn't like when we stay in the same spot for four days i I don't know know what money we spend Uh we don't (laughs) we don't unless we order stuff to like be sent back to our friend's house we don't don't have like any bills uh we don't have any service you know (laughs) we don't have anything so even if we did have bills all we have is solar panels that (laughs) slowly slowly charge our electronics hey they're getting there we're getting them up (sighs) so that was another thing that going back to Denver did it like reset some of my mindset even in an unhelpful way Mm. or not unhelpful just like I had to really feel like some of the some of those anxietal feelings again that people even like being like what's van life like i feel like it'd be super stressful yeah you feel those stresses and you get in rhythms and you figure shit out but they'll come again but then you go somewhere else and those feelings come back (laughs) and then you deal even though you thought you had conquered them and i kind of just feel like that would be life anywhere it could be maybe Maybe it's life for us now (laughs) right now at least right now watch we'll come back next week and be like anxiety's gone we'll never feel it again we've been in tell you right for two weeks and this is our home now and then we'll go somewhere new and be like oh my gosh yeah that's how it's gonna be it's gonna be an adventure every every week almost feels like a year every so it's learning how to face those feelings when they come back without judgment like within ourselves and within each other mm-hmm. like when i feel it or see it in you or you feel it or see it in me 
Yeah. And I think for when it just talking about us together as in a relationship, I think just meeting that place with understanding. Yeah. Holds a lot of. Uh, that calmness. holds space for the feelings and I think allows growth. Mm-hmm. So this Aspen forest. <laughs> <laughs> forest of Aspens. Thank you guys so Damn. much for listening. If you've made it this far <laughs> into this episode, I feel like this was a long one. Um, but seriously, thank you so much for listening. I know we've said it before and we truly, truly mean it. If you want to meet up with us or have us, I don't, we love, we love to see people. So if y'all want to come out here, we meet you somewhere. I know there's a pandemic going on right now, so that's probably more challenging than it could, could be. But if you're up for it. We yeah, would love you're to always meet welcome. Any of you come somewhere. just be on the podcast one day. Yeah. Come meet us, camp with us, and then we'll uh, we'll just chat around the campfire. Oh, so that's exciting. Hey, maybe we should like do that. Yeah, maybe we should. We do have some exciting things for the future of this podcast. It's not all going to be just about us living in a van. That will be. There will still be a lot of episodes about that. But we do have a new series that will be coming out very soon with one of our good friends, Alex Cusick. Um, and we will be talking about The Midnight Gospel, which is a show on Netflix. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. But we'll be kind of breaking down each episode um, in those in that series. And then They're also... very challenging, thoughtful episodes of a show. Yes. I mean, this is and not... weird. <laughs> this is not just... Yeah. Check it out. I, I will leave the door open for everyone on that yes. one. And then also in the future, we do have some plans to have um, some other guests on as well. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be yeah. really cool. And then we'll also still be talking about van life here and there. Mm-hmm. As long a lot as to it talk about. is still going. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's good. It's good for me to like decompress too. Like it kind of feels like a yeah, therapy session in a way. We don't just talk about van life like this to each other. So No. Not unless That's we sit nice. down and put a mic in front of our faces. We just need an audience, like everyone. I mean, we have Kona somewhere. He's right here. He's not, uh, he's more of like a security guard. <laughs> like, you really call the people at concerts who are like standing at the front <laughs> looking into the crowd audience members? No, because they're not even looking at the, the CS, band. The CSS event staff. But he's at least are. looking at us. No, he's CSS. not. He's looking out. Oh. JK. He's on guard duty right now. He's like, no more moshing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aspens. Aspens. <laughs> Forest of Aspens. You, okay. that batch of Aspens is getting too violent with the mosh pit on the left. All right, we need to go Someone help, go need throw to go help him out. take care of that. That guy crowd surfing is about to get dropped on his head. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace.